Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, and this is Real Life Business. Welcome to episode number six of Real Life Business. In this episode, I am chatting with Renee Lindley, who is the owner of Ren Store and Styling in Gundagai, New South Wales, a cozy and affordable women's clothing and accessory store where she also offers a range of personal styling services. No longer dazzled by the bright lights of Sydney and a successful PR career, Renee and hubby decided to press refresh a few years ago and move back to the country, or home as Renee likes to say. Now with two children, a business and an active community and social life, the juggle is real. And through this conversation, we talk about fitting everything in, along with the fact that sometimes we just have to make decisions that may appear to fly in the face of logic to those looking in. But when we know, we know. We also talk about the power of belief and how we can make or break our business success purely by what we choose to believe. So we join this conversation with me inviting Renee to fill us in a little bit about what prompted such a big move. So we heard in the introduction that you made a massive change. You left a successful PR career in Sydney um, for the bright lights of Gundagai. And uh, for those who don't know, Gundagai is a small regional town on the um, banks of the Murrumbidgee River, sort of partway between Sydney and Melbourne, isn't it? So it was quite a significant change. What, what, what prompted you to leave the corporate life behind and, and head to the country? Yes, well, my parents still ask me that question um, <laughs> because they almost fell off their chair when I did say we were moving back to Gundagai, which is where I grew up. Um, oh, look, Claire, it was a number of things. It was a time in my career, I think, where I just felt I didn't know where to next. Um, mm. We were also looking for a house at the time and we just kept missing out. Um, you know, we'd be that last did it down, be down to the last two bidders and, I, and you know, we'd miss out. So to me, that was kind of a little bit of a sign of are we doing the right thing? Mm. Um, and then in the middle of all that, my beautiful grandfather passed away suddenly and left his property to my mum and her sister. And so we, my husband and I went out for dinner one night and we just said, right, we're just going to buy this house that we saw three days ago. We're just going to do it because I'm sick of looking at houses. I'm sick of every weekend trawling through, you know, what's for sale. And I said, we're just going to do it. So we're this sitting was, there with the This was a house contract. in Sydney. This was this a house, was a in, house Sydney in Sydney you'd Sydney. seen. You just thought, stuff it. We'll just go for that one. Yeah. We just thought, oh, and I hated it. I'm sorry, but I hated it. And I'm just thinking, we just got to buy it, you know. I'll do something with it. You start know. somewhere, yeah. Oh, start somewhere. And um, so we're both sitting there very unexcited about the whole thing. And um, then I just leant across the table and I said, what if we talked to mum and my auntie and bought Pop's property? And he just went, what? And I said, well, what if we did that? And he just, he shut the contract, like literally there, put down in the pen and ordered a bottle of wine. <laughs> and the rest is kind of history. The next That's minute I was resigning from my job um, 
he was going, okay, I've got to transition my landscaping business to Gundagai. Um, and we rang my mum and said, what do you think of this idea? And she was like, are you on something? <laughs> are like, you serious? <laughs> <laughs> you told me you were never moving back here. And I said, yeah, I know that. But, yeah, so it was kind of a bit of, I don't know, almost like a sliding doors moment because mm. I think if we had of it had of been even the month before, you know, we would have bought a house and I don't know where we would be now, you know, whether we'd still be there. It's it's amazing, isn't it? And I know like you and I have spoken about this lots of times before, the fact that, you know, a, a decision in the moment can drastically sort of change the direction of, of, our, of our life. You know, I've made some big decisions too, like moving countries and um, staying in the country when I could have gone back to the UK and, and, you know, moving in with a partner that I'd only just met a few weeks ago you know so there's there's big decisions that <laughs> yeah. really but but I I don't know about you but when something feels right it like it, you know don't you and mm. it's just and as as crazy as it might sound um to sort of go oh well we've got a successful business and a you know I've got a successful career but hey let's just leave all that behind and move to a small regional town that I grew up in and vowed I'd never go back to yeah. <laughs> but I know. But somewhere inside we know, don't we? Like when a decision's Mm. right. And it just, it did. It just felt right. It just, I think this whole weight just got lifted off both of our shoulders and it was like, well, we can, we are in charge of our own lives and we can make this happen. We had no commitments at the time. We Mm. had no children. Um, You know, we were only partway through our marriage you know early years and yep. we were like well we can do this what's so the worst that can happen turns to crap <laughs> we can move back to our little apartment in sydney and yeah off we go again <laughs> yeah. but it didn't all turn to crap did it because here we are years later and you're still there and i'm still here yeah, yeah still here two so- children later a house, a renovated house uh Jeremy's established his landscaping business here uh in the area um yeah yeah, I've had this shop for six years and yeah life's pretty pretty good yeah Yeah. and surprise like I still have to go you know it still surprises me because I'm a very cautious person Mm. um I've always been very planned and measured and you know Mm -hmm. must get a good education must go to uni must get a good job you know all those things all the sort of yeah absolutely so this completely threw out that whole thing (laughs) that whole life plan I think Jeremy actually thought that's my husband I think he actually thought I was having some sort of breakdown yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he just thought, I'm just going to go along with this to try and like keep her together. <laughs> so I'm sure he was going, yeah, this is exactly what I want to do, you know. And he was. And I think deep down he was because um, he didn't love Sydney. He loved what he did, but mm. the traffic and the chaos of his job, trying to get in and out of job sites and mm. council approvals and all that sort of thing, um, 
as you can imagine, working in Sydney suburbs, Mm. um, trying to do landscaping, it was all getting big and messy, you know, from that perspective. Um, So it was, was it was as if someone from up there, your pop or whoever it was, was like, Hey, hello. Hello. There's an alternative here. You're not thinking about. (laughs) And I actually have a photo of him on my piano and, um, it was a photo of him at my wedding Aww. and um, I just, you know, I I look at that photo every day as I'm leaving the house and I I just say, oh, look, I, you know, I hope you'd be proud of what we've done um, because, yeah, and, and I think as sad as it was to lose him, we all sort of say, you know, there was something there. He wanted to be with his wife and... Um, she passed away the year before, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, he, he'd gone to the place he wanted to be, and then that opened up something for us. And I, I don't know, I, I'm not really a spiritual person, but I do feel like the, the universe was at play at that yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah, everybody what they wanted, what they needed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. no, that's beautiful. Hmm. That's beautiful. But so explain to me then how you go from PR, high-flying PR exec in Sydney to owning a, um, a, a fashion style business, a retail business and a styling business. How, how does that happen? I don't know. <laughs> I still don't know that answer. Um, yeah, I, look, Claire, I, t- to be honest, it was something I almost fell into. I've always loved clothes I've loved fashion my my family so my mum's side of the family uh they're originally from Lebanon and they came out to Australia in the early 1900s and bought retail stores they established Mm -hmm. retail stores so retail's kind of been in my blood not that I ever really knew that in terms of that was something I was going to pursue Mm. um my mum owned a, a clothing store as well years ago so I think it was always there, mm. um, but it wasn't ever in my forefront you know, of your yeah, life plan. in my future. Yeah. yeah, and being in that sort of public relations world where you're dealing with these multinational companies and, um, you know, I did a lot of travel. I went, um, I was representing really big companies and uh, it was exciting, it was challenging, it was hard work. But I also felt like I was just one cog in a wheel Mm. going round and round and round. That's the point I got to, I think. So moving back here, I had a complete just refresh. I think I did a reset on everything. Yeah. Um, I worked for a general practice accreditation company for a couple of years, um, which was great, doing marketing and communication. Then I discovered I was pregnant and so had a couple of years of just doing a bit of consulting here and there. Then I decided it would be a great idea to work for my husband. It wasn't a great idea. No, no. I can't, I can't imagine, you know, I have a, a tradie husband too. My hubby's an electrician and, you know, even those days where we're in the office together doing paperwork together, it's like, 
ah, and we're not even doing the same thing. You know, he's doing yeah. his thing, I'm doing my thing, but I'm like, there's, there's, <laughs> I don't know that I could do it. No, <laughs> no, it was horrible. So, um, and then, so I had two children, you know, a, a, a three-year-old and a one-year-old and I'm just going, oh, you know, is this it? Um, I loved being a mum and I'd still do love, love, love it. But I needed something for me, something else for me. So, you know, a couple of years here and there dabbled uh, in some consulting and stuff. And then a lady had opened this lovely clothing store in town and I often popped in um, and she one day just said to me, look, would you like a couple of days work? And I said, oh, I'd love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And little did I know she was actually thinking at the time that she wanted to retire. And um, so I was only like a couple of months in and she said, look, I just want to make you first offer. Would you, would you like to buy the business? And then me being the procrastinator that I am, <laughs> I think that was like in January and I bought the business in December. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it was um it was a long time getting there, but I think it's just because I'd never really contemplated owning a business and mm. owning a, 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 and a clothing store. But I talked to a few really close people. I I don't like to talk to a lot of people when I make a decision because I feel like I get too many opinions. So I I lent on a very good friend of mine who had owned a business and she was amazing. And mm. I just, she said, look, if it's something you love doing um, and you feel like you could grow the business and you feel like you're going to make some money, um, then go yes. for it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's great advice, isn't it? I mean, there, there, there is so, so much to think about, obviously. It, it's, yeah. It's, in terms of buying an already established business, you know, that, that's a lot of money up front that you, yeah. you're putting into it. So you've got to have some kind of reassurance, I guess, or some kind of plan that mm. that it's going to work out and you're at least not going to go backwards. But ultimately, it's, it, it sort of comes down to, well, again, does it, does it feel right? Is it something you think you could make a go of? Is it something mm. you've got the energy for? And if so, yeah. Oh. And I think also the the fact that I had two small children. My daughter was about to start school, but at this point she was four. And um, she climbed into bed with me one morning and I, because she only just turned five in the April that she went to school. Mm. And I said, oh, sweetheart, you know, you don't have to go to school next year. Like, you know, you can wait one more year and spend another year with mummy. And she turned over to me and she goes, mum, you'll be fine. I'm going to school. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the mouths of babes. Out of the mouths of babes. And that was another moment where I went, okay, well, she's going to school. So maybe I should consider this. Maybe I should do this. Um, It's time for me now. Yeah. mm, Yeah. And they were, you know, and yeah. So again, I don't know what happened there, but there was it, just this like universal yeah. energy nudge. So maybe I should believe in science now, Claire. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> 
Oh, I think yeah. it's, it, it, that's a whole other conversation in its yes. own right, isn't it? But I think I like, I'm a believer that things happen for a reason and, mm. you know, we, we hear things and we, um, yeah, we, we hear things when we're ready to hear them. And, and so maybe there's been this unconscious buildup of, yeah, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this in your mind. And then it was just that last little thing that yeah. said, and it was like, all right, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And I think also having um, a partner, a husband who really believed in what I was doing. And yeah. he just said, you know, and I said, oh, we don't have the money and we're trying to pay off a house and your business you know you've got all this stuff and he's like we'll make it work we will Mm -hmm. make it work we've done the figures you know we've we've done the figures in terms of what you need to make and how we need to pay off the business he said so you let you know don't don't let that be your deciding factor yeah do you actually want to do this and Mm -hmm. my answer was pretty much yes I do so here I am six years later still here and <laughs> still love coming to work every day I really do um well most days most um but yeah I, I really yeah I really value what I have and I value awesome. what I do yeah that's it's 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 so awesome isn't it when you find something that you really love doing um mm-hmm. I've spoken about it in 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 another episode with someone you know you th- that whole you find your passion you never work another day in your life well actually you do you you probably work your butt off even harder than you would have in a job for someone else but the fact is it doesn't feel so much like work because you're actually enjoying what you're doing yeah. Yeah. And even, you know, I even had that conversation with my husband just this morning because he was saying, oh, what are you doing today? And I was like, oh, I've got like seven podcast episodes to (laughs) to edit. And he's like, oh God, like what, what are you doing? Why are you putting all this pressure on yourself to get it all done? I'm like, well, I'm actually really enjoying it. Like it doesn't feel like work you know like I like learning new things and yeah it's challenging making music line up with talking and fading in and fading out and all that jazz but I'm learning new stuff and 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 I love that so Mm. um there's 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 an element an element there isn't there there's definitely absolutely and I think if you do love something you are more willing to either learn more about it or teach yourself more things or get further training um yeah you know I certainly when I took over the store I sort of thought well it's established it's a great store um but what it needs some I, I need to could it be? Well, yeah. what else could it be yeah. um and that's when I decided you know I I love giving people advice on when people ask me you know advice on their style or clothing or whatever because it's just I don't know it's just probably just a bit of a natural thing um for me to do that and I will always offer that advice if if asked for it but I thought I could actually make this a part of my business Mm -hmm. and that's when I decided to do my certificate in personal styling and that was again a big financial commitment and a time commitment but it's something that has really helped not only me personally to really cement 
that kind of, I guess, natural side of what I do, mm. um, it gives it sort of a bit more, I don't know what the word is. Credibility, maybe. Credibility, maybe, probably. You know, it's yeah. like I'm not just, a, I'm not just a, a shop owner telling you that looks nice yeah. on you to kind of force <laughs> the sale. It's like, no, I am actually like qualified in this. Yeah. You have experience, like is, real experience yeah. in this. I'm telling you, you know, that's perfect for your body shape or that's the perfect yeah. color for you or. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's it. It just gives them a little bit more reassurance that I'm just not a sales lady trying to push a sale yeah. on you. And, um, yeah, that I will genuinely tell you what I think of a garment on you and I will genuinely help you find what you're looking for. Mm. Um, And if it's not here, then I'm not going to make you push you onto something else or make you buy it yeah 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 Yeah. that's that's I mean that's such a false positive doing that isn't it because you might make one sale of one forced item and then that person will regret it and never come back ever again or you know you give someone like exceptional service and you you know you say well look you know I probably don't have exactly what you're looking for Mm. right now um but you know look out for this in this shape and this color and then they find that somewhere else but then when they want something else they're going to come straight back to you because yeah. of that integrity and that honesty and authenticity that's and it. the service so the service yeah. and that's what that's why the shop front to me is so important is because that's how we've built this business and the mm. the lady who owned it previously that's how she built this business she's all about service and she mm. was all about making you feel completely comfortable when you were here um and you can't get that online you I mean there is a lot of there are a lot of stylists doing those sorts of things online and it's fantastic and especially during COVID but I think to be able to walk into a store touch and feel and try on and have someone there to to direct you or guide you is is a really fortunate position to be in I think yeah yeah Yeah. how have you found running a business like this like in a regional town you know like people think maybe listening that you know in a small rural town you don't get a lot of foot traffic so how does how how have you found your journey over the last six years of developing a business such as this in a small town yeah so it's been it hasn't been smooth sailing like literally when I took over the business, the main street of Gundagai was being completely upgraded. So, you know, there were three or four weeks where I was actually having to walk across a plank of wood to get into my store. Um, so, you know, there were... Did you think then, what the hell have I done? Going, what? <laughs> you know, there was just weeks, weeks of people drilling out the front and pulling up the pavers and you know, there was cement everywhere. There was, you know, it was chaos. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what have I done? You know, but I thought, you know, if I can get through this, well, I'm going to be okay. And Mm. we did because the end result was amazing. Our Mm. main street looks amazing. And I think we're very fortunate to be on the highway. We're still one of the only towns who that is still on the highway. So you can mm-hmm. just literally drive quick zip off the highway and you're here yeah. um, in between Sydney and Melbourne. So I think that's that makes a huge difference. 
so I already had a really good local clientele and you know that's built and grown over the years but then the the highway traffic is very important to us um and the traveling population Mm. and I've noticed like in the last 12 months people are just getting out into the country they're going to regional communities they're looking at what is out there and they're going oh hey you know some really cool places Mm. in the country (laughs) yeah I certainly feel it I don't know I don't know about you whether it's just a feeling that I get but just generally there's this I feel there's this energy more of let's just move away from the the big corporations the the big banks the high street chains the big Mm. franchises and you know let's really get back to basics and let's focus on the simple stuff so it's you know buying meat from local butchers or from markets and Mm. you know buying veggies from from markets and local producers and and buying buying clothes buying gifts buying you know all the things that we need from small like you know I don't know I can't get the words out like that just hold back to basics like to feel basic. like I'm actually talking to the person who um this is really going to impact mm. when I buy this thing from them as opposed to just you know some random um some random on the till of a big high street store you know there's there's real value in that isn't there and I think I know I was feeling it anyway but I think 2020 and COVID and and for our region as well um, bushfires and drought it's it's all gain it's all building that isn't it Mm. it's building that let's let's stay local let's shop local let's support local Mm. Um, and that sense of community I think um you know it was amazing the amount of people over Christmas who locally said I'm just shopping local for Christmas Mm. my my number one objective is to get all of my Christmas presents done here in Gundagai (laughs) and I thought isn't that interesting because people were this they were still quite fearful then of what what was happening and Mm. but then those same people then discovered, hang on, we've got a lot on offer here. Um, But I'm also even finding accommodation is similar. People are really going towards those, you know, the farm stays and Mm. the the bed and breakfasts and the, um, you know, those um, Airbnbs and and things like that. And And it's amazing. And the number of Airbnbs just here locally that have opened up Mm. um and I think you know all of that everything you just said about that whole back to basics thing is really coming through yeah and I also think I've been here back here now for 14 years I have just found the change in younger families moving like similar to what we did I guess moving back to Gundagai moving Mm. back to their family home and establishing businesses there's a lot more entrepreneurship and people just recognizing opportunities more I Mm. I believe that there are more opportunities and I am going to start this business and I am going to make it it work and um, I think that's been a really good thing as well I I I absolutely agree it's it's all again it's all part of that energy that that back to basics isn't it it's like I'm going to be in control of my own destiny so that's I'm it. gonna you know this is something I want to do so this is something I'm going to do mm. and I think you know we we sort of talked of 
a lot about the, the decisions that you've made and the choices you've made and the success that's come of that. But I, I mean, I don't want to sort of throw a dampener on the conversation, but I'm, I'm just, let's be real. It kind of all been plain sailing, you know, straight happy days sailing. Like what, what are some of the challenges you've had to overcome in, in your years in business? Yeah. Um, well, besides the physical uh, challenges of having no street for a while, um, <laughs> I think there's the perception versus reality thing. I think, you know, um, and I was probably guilty of this when I worked in Sydney, you know, that feeling of, oh, what's in Gundagai? You know, what, Mm. you can't have a nice, you know, you can't have a successful shopping Gundagai or a Mm. nice shopping Gundagai. So it was about me changing my thought process as well mm-hmm. and going hang on a second I can give any city store a run for its money and <laughs> and that's overcoming nice. that and I think that's a really that's been a really big thing for me um also when I went and did my personal styling course you know that was in Melbourne and I was surrounded by people from Melbourne and Sydney and oh, there were probably imagine. two of us from regional areas and I sort of migrated towards those those couple of people and I remember saying to one of our mentors like you operate a personal styling business she didn't have a shop front I said you operate a personal styling business out of Hilston which is a tiny town out of Griffith I said how do you do that Mm. I said what are the and she goes Renee like I'm run off my feet I can't I can't keep up with the amount of business that I have. And she said, but I just had to be confident that there were people like me who want to be well-dressed, who Mm -hmm. want to be, you know, go out into the world feeling great and projecting a certain persona I guess Mm. Um, and she said I had to have that belief in my head to then be able to make it my business going and make it happen and that's what she did and I thought okay I've got to rethink how I do business and I've got to rethink how people spend their money and how they buy their clothes or their goods or their services um and make that work here and so that was yeah that was a bit of a turning point in the business and for Mm. me to say I am providing a service I'm providing a really worthwhile service I'm I'm inspiring others to look and feel their best and in this crazy time that we've had in the last 12 months particularly I feel people want that. They still mm-hmm. need to feel good. They still need to look good. They still want to be looking like they're in control yeah. in the, at the same time as going, what the heck is going on? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and totally. I, so I really feel that. And there's so many people that think that way that, you know, and we all love to feel good. We all love to look good. We all love, love that. And yeah. You know, I just had to change my my mindset a little bit. Yeah, it, it's it's. I love that story because it it just highlights 
you know, the, the split in the pathway, that fork where you yeah. were, you know, it, it's, it's like, I, I keep the belief of, well, I'm in a small town. There's only so much my business is going to grow. Like who's going to come into a shop and buy something like this, like every week or every month, like I, I've got to get used to just this limited level of success or you choose to say well you know what there are thousands of people in this town we are on the main highway between Sydney Mm. and Melbourne it's a beautiful tourist area I'm providing a service this business is going to be awesome and and that belief can either make or break us can't it absolutely and I think it's that feeling of and we've all got to work together yeah my business doesn't survive without all the other businesses around me and we support each other and that that's a really big shift that a lot of businesses have had to make. Mm. It's not about me just opening my door every morning and standing in my little bubble in here. I've got to be recommending places to go and eat. I've got to be recommending, at, you know, the shops next door to me and saying, go there for beautiful decor or your candles mm. or flowers or whatever um go and get your hair done up the road here and mm. you know make those real connections with people to say that we've got really great stuff here that's a mindset thing as well I think mm. isn't it because absolutely we, we could sit there thinking okay well I am here on a on a main street of 10 other small retailers um, all vying for that tourist dollar or that, you know, the local dollar or, you know, wanting to be the, the, the shop where that person buys that birthday present this year sort of thing. And, and we could choose to see each other as competitors, mm. um, in, in which case that doesn't really benefit anybody, does it? No one. So no, that- no one. And I find, you know, you really need to, and you really need yourself as a business owner to go out and, see what's on offer in your local community Mm. you've got to actually go to these places and you've got to actually see what's what's there so Mm. that you can recommend it um and yeah and and to be and to be operating um very singularly and individually which is quite easy because most of our businesses are run by one person yeah uh, one or two people you can really get into that that whole way of working and not see outside and not see what's going on. Yeah. Um, and it it's not a healthy, it's not a healthy way to work no. to think that the person next door is my competitor. That's that's not healthy. It's it's she's, you know, they're my business partner in a way, because mm. if their business is doing well, I'm gonna get the overflow of that. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's really really important, especially all together anyway, but especially in a small town. Because, mm. like you say, you know, your business only survives if the ones around you do. And you know, if on a if on a um, busy public holiday weekend, you're the only business open. Um, you know, someone's going to drive down the street and just be like, oh, well, that's shut, that's shut, that's shut. Let's just keep driving. And, keep you, you know, you can be waving there going, hello, no, I'm open, I'm open. <laughs> but, you know, if all the cafes are open and, yeah. you know, pubs are open and there's people about, and that's mm. that's when people are going to stop, isn't it? And, and so that's, that's right. this sense of community and helping each other out, I think that's an awesome mm. mindset to have. 
Yeah. Let's just backtrack a few years because, you know, you, you sort of said one of the um, one of the final kind of kicks up the butt to, to, to kind of go for this was your daughter saying, no, mommy, I'll be okay. I'm going to school. Mm. How do you, how did you find, or how do you find, because you're still a mum, how do you find juggling running a business with your husband having his own business and having kids? You know, where, where does, where do you find the balance? I don't know if I have found balance. <laughs> Does balance exist? It's school holidays, Claire. There is no balance. Um, <laughs> look, I'm quite fortunate. My kids are a little bit older now, so they're quite, you know, they, they can look after themselves pretty much. However, um, especially those earlier years, like, oh, man, it was a juggle, you know. And but I think also... It was about changing my mindset and saying what's really, really important to me. And, um, you know, I hate to miss a school event and I hate to miss going to a sports carnival, you know, in Boroa with my kids. So I made it a priority of mine to make that commitment. And I, you Mm. know, I either get someone to work in the store that day or I just simply have to say, I'm really sorry, but for that one or two hours, I'm not going to be here. Yeah. Um, and people are generally pretty understanding of, of that. I don't do it often. I, mm. You know, it's once in a blue moon, but I just feel like I have my own business. And that is one of the reasons why I have it. Mm. I've got to have that little bit of flexibility to say that I might be a little bit late this morning because there's assembly at school and I know my daughter's getting an award yeah, I don't yeah. want to miss those moments and um, a lot of people don't have that luxury and I I take that very much as a luxury I take that very much as I'm very fortunate to have that ability mm. I don't abuse that ability though I, I recognize I have a business to run and I I have to be here but at the same time it's a non-negotiable for you. Non-negotiable. It's a concerned yeah. and important things that, that they've mm. got going on. You know, you're a mum first. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and they're growing so quickly. Mm-hmm. And soon they won't need me really at all. And, <laughs> you know. You'll be rocking up at the high school <laughs> things and they're like, oh, mum. Oh, mum, you're so embarrassing. <laughs> Why are you wearing that? <laughs> Imagine. Do you really have to wear those snakeskin boots to <laughs> my sports carnival? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so what are some of the things like, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about all the ups and downs. We've talked about big um, life-changing decisions. We've talked about juggling kids and stuff. What What is it inside of you? What keeps you going? Like what, what keeps you going up and going into work every day? You know, unlocking that door, what keeps you managing that juggle? What's that drive? Oh gosh. (laughs) I think it's similar to what I was saying before. I think Mm. I've really found my worth and I Mm. recognize what that is. I know what I'm doing is worthwhile. Um, I have a husband who is very motivating from that perspective. He's very, I can get very caught up in my own head and all the things are going on and he'll be like, right, let's just unpack this and let's 
start from the start and today's a new day and you're going to go in there and you're going to be great and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, are we, you know, there are some weeks where I don't even see him. It's like ships passing in the night. Yeah. Kids have got stuff on. It's like, are you going to get the kids? Am I going to get the kids? They've got piano lessons. Oh, they've got soccer training. They've got this, that and everything else. And so I think it's, yeah, it's about, um, it's about just saying, okay, today's a new day and mm. today we're just going to get up. And I, I use this motto a lot and I've used it for years, even before I was in this business was, you know, get up, dress up and show up, um, mm. you know, and particularly when you're running your own business because it's very easy just to go, I'll just shut the door today and I'm not going in because um, there's no one there to tell you to open it, um, yeah. you know. So that to me is very important. I've always been very driven with whatever I've done and it, I say this to my kids often, you're always going to have jobs or you're always going to have things that, you know, you may not love mm. but just get up and do your best and know that it's a phase of your life yeah. until you do find that thing that really pushes you and does make you, you want to get up, you up. Yeah. yeah I say I say the exact same thing to 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 my boys as well to our boys and you know like there are I said there's always going to be people that press your buttons there's always going to be things that you need to do that you don't want to do there are always going to be situations that you need to address but you don't want to like mm. you, you can't stay wrapped in bubble wrap you can't have someone walking in front of you with a mower and making a nice clear path mm. for you you know we we have to learn the resilience to get through those times don't we and I think that's where it's really important to know the purpose of what we're doing and like what know, we do. know why we're doing it because that then becomes the drive doesn't it it's like okay well what I've got to do right now is shit but I'm doing it because <laughs> it's going to lead to this or, that's this, right. or this and and that's what I want so to to get there I've got to do this and, yeah and, and in every things. job no matter if it is your dream job there There's are going to be stuff. the shitty bits like Claire to be honest I'm sitting here I've got two boxes of ironing to do before 5 30 this afternoon and I'm just like oh you know can I leave that for someone else no I've got to do it do you know what that is probably the most like I I had not even considered the fact that you probably have deliveries turn up all crumpled up in boxes and you've then got mm. to iron them before they go out on the on the rack yeah I hadn't even the, considered that there the you ironing the pricing then, you know, where are they all going to go? And I've got to then re-coordinate all the racks and, you know, and I, there's all these bits where, honestly, you don't think about this on in other people's worlds, you know, the the, the, the bits and pieces and the minutiae of it all. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you know, and someone will see my light on it. 7.30 at night. I said, what were you doing in the shop at 7.30? I said, I was ironing, you know, I was actually ironing. Because I need to get these clothes out so I can sell them to you tomorrow. Um, you know, it's it, it's <laughs> it's all those bits. But as I say, particularly to my son, he's he's nearly fourteen and um, just got his first part time job. And you know, I say to him in any any job, anything you do, there's going to be the bits that you absolutely hate mm. and that you just go, Ugh, 
<laughs> I don't want to be there today. But then you've got to look, as you said before, you've got to look at what what is ahead. What that's facilitating, what that's doing that like. is going to lead to. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, such great advice. And I think it's, it's, there's just so much to this conversation that we could just keep going with. And I I know you and I can, can talk like, (laughs) yeah, we can can talk quite freely, (laughs) but if someone, if someone wants to find out more about um, your store, your styling Mm -hmm. services, you in general, how can they find you? Well, I am on Instagram and Facebook. So mm-hmm. it's Ren Store and Styling, as in the bird, the Ren, mm-hmm. uh, W-R-E-N. Um, I have just launched my uh, website as well. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so, um, and that is where you'll find about a lot about my styling services that I offer. Awesome. Um, and all the things that go on in yeah. our little shop here. And all, um, all those links will post in the show yeah. notes for this episode as well. So yeah. um, anyone curious can jump on those notes and click through and, and find you quite easily. Beautiful. Excellent. Thank you so much. It has been you, so much fun. I really appreciate sharing all your candid moments of um, some of those big life-changing things and then some of those everyday things that we just don't even think about. <laughs> So at the end of each episode, I have five little questions that I ask all my guests. Are you ready for some quick fire questions? Ooh, sure. Okay, let's go. Let's go. All right. What are you reading right now? Well, I've just started my latest book club book. I'm part of a book club that's called Reading Between the Wines. Oh, I love it. So take that as you see it. Yeah. Uh, the book we are currently reading is Camilla Shamsi's Home Fire. Now, to be honest, I'm not that far enough into it to give it a yay or nay. So maybe next time, if we ever speak if again online, well, I'll yeah. let you know all about it. Yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> what about a song? What's your favourite song of all time and why? I love all genres of music I, I I love music but I'd have to say anything with a great beat I'm usually yeah. the first onto the, a dance floor and the last to leave it <laughs> so and my dance floor request is boys of summer that's my that's my dance floor request love so I'd it. have to say that yeah love it now you you mentioned a couple through the conversation, but uh, so it could be one of those, but it could be another one. What's a what's a quote that's changed your life? Mm. Well, yes, there is the get up, dress up, and show up. Yeah. But I think the one that really has sat with me in the last couple of years was when I had was doing my personal styling certificate, and it kept coming up during the course of. And it's an anonymous quote, but it's attract what you expect, reflect what you desire, become what you respect and mirror what you admire. Mm. And I can't, as I said, I came across this quote when I was doing my personal styling, but I find the message in this really powerful, not only in a business sense, but in life in general, mm. because I think it really makes you go, okay, what do I want? What do I want to project? How do I want to feel? Um, yes, how do I want to look? Um, but more, who am I? What is what? 
what is driving me every day to be mm. who I am and what I do. Yeah. So that's I really love that cool. one. That's very cool. I love that. I like that. <laughs> what about, what about, here's a random one. What about an app or a piece of software or a piece of tech that's changed how you do business? Okay. Well, just for a start, I'm not an early adopter of anything. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, technology and I are not great friends. However, during lockdown back in March last year, when I realised I'd have to close the store for a little while, mm. I discovered Instagram videos and I've since kept using them because what I found was I could still showcase the stock that I had mm. as well as the service that I offered in terms of styling and how to put things together and all that sort of thing. Yes. So I'd say the Instagram videos has been a really big thing for me to discover and to hone and to, you know, I pretty much taught myself how to do it all. Mm. Um, and now it's become just a, a, a part of what I do. I personally love it. I personally am a big fan. Anyone listening who wants some tips on, you know, you do things like how to wear one item multiple ways, don't you? And how to, That's right. how to dress things up and dress things down, how to yeah. accessorize. It's awesome. And now your your um your ever increasingly popular Mum and Me series as well, <laughs> where you do the videos with your mum. You everyone needs to jump on. So yeah, yeah. Instagram link will be in the show notes. Oh, thanks. My poor but- mum. <laughs> she's becoming the celebrity she never knew she was <laughs> and still doesn't realize because she's not on social media so she people say to oh I loved your video you'll say to me how many people have seen this video <laughs> like the whole world mom <laughs> leave us with a life hack Renee your best whether it be mum juggle business tip household tip life hack practical tip that make will make our lives easier okay Random tip, and it's a styling one, Mm -hmm. buy yourself a pair of hoop earrings. I'm not kidding you. I am. Do you have yours on today, Claire? I do have mine on today. Yes, (laughs) I've got gold ones on today. (laughs) I'm not kidding. They're the best way to instantly lift an outfit, especially when you're having a bad hair day. Pop your hair in a ponytail and put your hoops on and go. I'm telling you now. Oh, and a little bit of lipstick and mascara never goes astray either. But (laughs) that's what I say. No one realises the value of the hoop. And I'm just telling you now, get on it. During COVID, when we were all FaceTiming and Zooming and all that sort of stuff, you could tell, you know, like the people who were going, right, I've just got to look, but the top half of me just has to look okay. Um, no I sold a lot of hoop earrings during down. that time. Let me tell you. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> Thank you so much, Renee. It's been such Thanks, a um, fun conversation. I trust everyone's got some huge value out of it. And um, you're going to get a heck of a lot more subscribers to your mum and me videos now, I think. <laughs> oh, thank you, Claire. Oh, conversations with Renee are always so much fun. She has been a business coaching client of mine for probably almost a year now, and we always have such a good laugh. What were your key takeaways from that episode? 
I'm a believer that life is the result of a few courageous decisions, and this was 100% backed up by Renee's story. Imagine how different her life could have been had they have bought that house in Sydney and not moved back to Gundagai. I know when I look back at my life, I see examples that probably looked absolutely crazy, decisions that I'd made that anyone looking in would have thought that I was going a bit loopy. But as we talked about in previous episodes, when you know, you know. And as long as we're always moving in the direction of where we want to go, then we really can't go far wrong. My other key takeaway is that the only limitation to what we can achieve is what we choose to believe. So the only limitation of what we can achieve is what we choose to believe. If we believe that things are going to be hard and challenging and exhausting, then guess what? They will be. Our minds are really very, very good at finding evidence to support our beliefs, whether we've got conscious awareness of it or not. So if you're seeing roadblocks ahead of you and you're deciding that that's a sign that you should slow down or stop, then I challenge you to reflect on what you actually believe you're capable of because it wasn't until Renee actually chose to believe that she was offering a service that people would value and people would love that she began to see the results in that space. And how about that quote? Attract what you expect, reflect what you desire, become what you respect, and mirror what you admire. Know your worth, believe in your value, and rock forth at making your life everything you want it to be, even if, like in Renee's case, you've got a mountain of ironing at your side. As usual, you can continue the conversation on Facebook or Instagram and share what you have loved about this episode and the links to those communities will be in the show notes to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss a new episode as it drops and if you listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a five-star review to show your support of the show and really help us gain momentum. Thanks again for listening. I will be back in your ears really soon and until then, bye-bye.